This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Keep your eyes on the road, cowboy. Oh. Are you nervous? He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. What's his deal? I got a problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bruh. So I'm Nicole Byer. My co-host right now is John Gabris because Lauren has to sit this season out because she's got things on her plate. She's a got baby. busyness, as we called it in episode one, out of fear of like, is it is she talking about it yet? So we'll just say she's super busy. She's busy. <laughs> well, you don't want to scoop a newborn, you know? No, no. That's her news to tell people she made a whole human being. <laughs> yeah, that's all her party, man. That's <laughs> not our Because I'm not doing that shit over here. I need to be available to co-host newcomers mm-hmm. because you're covering a series of movies that are my favorites. Ooh. Baby, we're covering the Fast and the Furious franchise, and we're going to have guests that will sometimes be the newcomer, sometimes I'll be the newcomer, so I gaslit myself 
I realized this watching Too Fast, Too Furious. Never once have I laid eyes on this movie. I thought I watched the whole series. Last week, uh, you were confidently telling me that I think I've seen almost all of them. Maybe I missed the Tokyo one. And then text me one minute into this movie going, I've never seen this movie. I never, lied. never once in my life. It was so wild. So, okay, this is the second episode of the fourth season. Um, there are Ten episodes. We're going to cover all nine movies along with Hobbs and Shaw, which I have have seen and today we're talking about too fast too furious released in 2003 and it's available on dvd a subscription to hbo max you can watch it on amazon apple tv google play or Vidoo for some money uh there's gonna be fucking spoilers because we're talking about a movie yeah, we're uh, talking about a movie that is old. If you're yeah, listening to a podcast old. about a movie, you should just understand that it's <laughs> going to get spoiled at this point. Don't click. If you're watching, if you're listening to a podcast about fucking McDonald's fries and these motherfuckers spoil the end of Tomorrow War or some shit like that, <laughs> then you could be mad. But I don't know what hypothetical podcast I'd even be talking about in that moment. I mean, what a great segue because our Oops. guest today hosts a hypothetical podcast just like that. It's Nick Weiger, Mike Mitchell. Weiger's a comedian, writer, producer, is written for At Midnight, I Love You America, and co-hosts the podcast, How Did This Get Played? Mike Mitchell, ooh, Mitchy Mitch Mitch, is a comedian, writer, and actor who's appeared in Love, and most recently, the blockbuster movie that he is the lone star of, The Tomorrow War. Together, they come together, they eat, and they have a funny podcast called Doughboys. Welcome, Weiger and Mitchy Mitch Mitch Mitch. Thank you for Hi. having us. We're very excited to be here. Um, okay. What a treat. <laughs> uh, were you doing a Nick Weiger impression there? Hey, how, how you doing? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Very excited. I'm excited. Thank you. Too charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that a movie is old anymore because the movie old, it would. Uh, wow. Uh, that, it doesn't count anymore, Gabriel. So you have to say a movie is dated. Oh, yeah, if you say that movie dated. is old, people go, I know, I saw the M. Night Shyamalan movie old. It's like, no, I'm saying the movie is old. Yes, I saw the M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's a, Wait, it's a who's on first that lasts one line. That's but it. what is that movie about? Is it about a white person who went to the beach too long and they got fried up and became a skeleton? What is it about? It's Do about you know stolen, DV- it's stolen DVD players, which is mm. kind of weird that that's the... <laughs> there, there, yes. there, there, there is a guy named Midsize Sedan in it. There's there's a a, a rapper named Midsize Sedan. Okay, well now we technically are that spoiling true? a new movie. That's that, that, that is true that there is that there is a rapper wow. named, named Midsize, Mid-size Sedan. Sedan. He introduces right. like there's a point where the woman goes, "I think that's Midsize Sedan," which is yes. such a funny rap name. <laughs> that is right. very funny. And is that's it for really comedic good. effect or is it said very seriously? Not sure. <laughs> it's hard to tell with M Night. He kind of walks the line there a little bit by the way I how mean, how ironic is it that lapkus isn't here because of family when this is when you're doing this a series all about, fam- about I mean, family you've, ta- you've talked about this right yes it's it's okay. a it's a movie series about family yeah all right we've just talked making about sure. it all right good good, good. Uh, well the real crazy thing is that lapkus like Vin Diesel may have been around for the f- founding of the Newcomers podcast, but they are out. And in this, they bring in two fresh-faced young people like you two, uh-huh. one handsome mm. and then one uh, comic relief in Roman. Uh, <laughs> I'll put the quotes around comic relief there for my man Roman, who is the best 
comic relief throughout all the movies. But mm-hmm. again, that is not a huge trophy to hold on to. <laughs> also, I mean, a, a hunk himself. Roman is absolutely. Baby oh boy is a hunk. Jesus. He's Christ. so hot. But it yeah. gave the movie just a different feel than the first one. I was like, this is like a, a buddy a buddy comedy now as opposed to like a gritty I mean I truly think the first one is an indie I think it's a gritty indie that's like grainily shot in the streets of LA and this is like boop, 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 boop. we in Florida now where the play is play and the water's cold I don't know I was trying it really, to it really is a solid <laughs> where the water's cold famously bienvenidos a Miami hace frío <laughs> Uh, uh, it, this movie is a classic sequel in that it's like, okay, how about the cars are brighter and the mm-hmm. background is brighter? And that's yeah. the movie. And things, it is truly like a heightened movie. It just doesn't follow the same. It, it forces the same plot on the movies where uh-huh. it's right. way less. It's like, you're not a cop or undercover or a criminal. And it's like, yeah. If you're okay. a real improv nerd, it's as if someone else stepped out to do your second beat and you have to watch on the back line going, Harumph, I had a good idea. Mm. Oh, I know that feeling all too well. I've never been on the back line during an improv show. <laughs> I think it was a good decision to to have Tyrese not be just like another version of Vin Diesel because that would have been like the obvious thing of just like, mm. okay, we'll bring in another sort of, you know, tough, kind of stoic, like badass. And we'll be like, this guy looks like a badass, but he's kind of a goofball. Mm. And then that later creates room for the two of them to coexist. Because I think if you just try to vin- out Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, it's just going to be like, well, that I just want Vin Diesel. Um, sure. Yeah, I think Tyre- letting Tyrese bring his own thing to the table was, is is I, I think it's the best thing about this movie, honestly. Yeah, and Tyrese is great in this movie, and he's not the fully realized Roman character that we see. No, in right. Because he changes yeah. so frequently from the movies. He's a scaredy cat sometimes, a total <laughs> badass sometimes. And then when well, you'll know, learn this uh, when we get to nine. He's also sometimes a meta commentator on the yes. <laughs> making of films. Oh. Is he always hungry, though? He I, that seems like an hungry. affectation always carries over. Yes, he he's stayed like, hungry. <laughs> you got to stay hungry. I love that they explained why he eats so much. It truly did. It seemed like these just started rolling and like they didn't like, you know, call cut. And then he was literally like, why are you eating in every scene? He was like, (laughs) oh, it was part of my character. I went to jail and the food wasn't good there. And I was like, okay, cool. It's a a fun character trait that I haven't seen in a movie before. Like I relish in food because I went without it for so long. But yeah. at this, but at the same time, it's he steals a fucking cigar cutter from a dude's pocket. <laughs> he, he he is so much he is so much more wild than this than he than he. This is I mean this is a huge movie in the Fast and Furious franchise for a, a ludicrous and and and, and Roman who's yes. Tyrese and Tyrese. Yeah. The, the, they're a huge part of this franchise. It's, it's so this Ted, is, yes. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize, because I was just like, oh, they're side characters, because I (laughs) truly have seen the first one and like the seventh one. So I was like, oh, they were just added in, peppered in, little sprinkles. And I was like, no, Tyrese was like a huge character. I would be so mad to be like, oh, so Vin's back and now I have to take a fucking back seat? Squeeze me? He's not (laughs) mad because of that cash. By the way, I... Because he's made millions and millions of dollars just being a goofball, but but Vin Diesel, he was offered twenty five million dollars to return for this movie, 
and he were in and he said so i i read a i read a bit about it and uh after he read the you screenplay you did research i did <laughs> This is wow. more than you've ever done for your own podcast. This is thrilling. <laughs> he 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 decided he decided to appear in the Chronicles of Riddick instead, which, by the way, uh, is a sequel to uh, what is it? Pitch Daylight? Black. Pitch Black. Thank you. Which yes. which also stars the villain of this movie, Cole uh, Hauser. Cole Hauser. And I'm a Cole <laughs> Hauser. Fa- I'm a Cole Hauser fan, even though. I'm kind of not sure of what his character is. Well, I'll get to the. We'll get yeah, to we'll get later. to Cole Hauser, who I think <laughs> is doing Latino face. <laughs> I think he's maybe? supposed to be Latino. Yes, I was very confused by that. I was like, "You're definitely a white man." <laughs> yeah, well, you're definitely like right. an Irish white man, like a real, like a redhead with his hair dyed black. <laughs> yeah. So, Tyrese does an impression of him at one point, and it's like in a Latino accent. And I'm like, <laughs> right, "What? Yeah. Like, hold yeah, on, I was like, what the fuck is confusing. that?" His name is Varon. <laughs> uh, just but he, cast yeah. the Cuban actor. I mean, just put a Cuban person, a Cuban American, a oh, any this is Latino. 2003, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, they off- didn't get the memo yet. <laughs> he was offered 25 million dollars, and he said that. This is what he said. He said they didn't take a Francis Ford Coppola approach to it. They approached it like they did the sequels in the 80s and 90s when they would drum up a new story unrelated for the most part and slap the same name on it. And but I kinda, he's kind of right there. He's kind of right. Like, mm-hmm. I kinda, it's principled. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. And I also think at the same time he should have done. I mean, who cares about Chronicles of But I like where his head's at for sure. <laughs> I will say that the the uniqueness of Vin Diesel is a big part. I'm sure you'll talk about this over the arc of the series uh, of of this season of newcomers but it, it's like the the uniqueness of Vin Diesel as a movie star and as kind of like an eccentric is part of what makes this whole thing works so that he would walk yes. away and later come back lets them build this gigantic expanded universe before anyone was building expanded universes it's like in yes. uh, inadvertent like well now we've got Tyrese and uh and Ludacris in here and we got to figure out how to make everyone work all together so i i don't know it's it's kind of inadvertently to its benefit but he's right that Part two is, and and I think kind of the series in general until they they eventually it eventually hits its stride. And I'm far from an expert on the Fast and Furiouses, but it's like kind of mercenary, right? It's like Singleton comes in, the screenwriters come in for part two, and they have no other participation in the franchise beyond this one entry. It's like this yeah. is just kind of a one off huh. for them. Yeah. Well, sing. I think Singleton was a great. He's a great choice for. Well, I got to say this too. Besides those those two new characters. This yeah. also kind of introduces the element of, hey, now we're in Florida. Like this is now like uh, Fast and the Furious is a travel franchise. We're gonna mm-hmm. go all over the place. We're gonna right. go. This is this is gonna span worlds, and then the, and 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 we're gonna you're gonna see a lot of different locales. But Singleton is just good because we were talking about this before the pod started. But he's he for, first of all for bringing Tyrese in. But then also I think he just kind of gets the vibe of what the movies are supposed to be a little bit in in. You know, he did Baby Boy, and and he he get he he gets what's he gets what people love about these movies. I feel like I, I feel well, like this movie though at the time though, like this is the first sequel. Like it's not like this was an existing franchise. Sure, no, but right. he loved he loved the first. He was a big fan of the first right movie. fan of the first one. Yeah, and 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 he get and he gets like racing. He gets like street racing culture. That's what he said, and like urban culture. I mean, he did Boys the in the Hood. That he, the fact that Singleton di- is blessing the Fast and the Fu- Furious franchise, yes. like after the first movies directed by that guy who's kind of, you know, and also ran like, uh, you know, mercenary director, it was Rob Cohen, whose name is Casey. Yes. And that, now this one's fucking directed by Singleton. That's a huge plus up. Boys in the Hood. Huge, in, yeah. 
and Baby Boy, which we, we were talking we were talking about Baby Boy mm-hmm. before the b- before the before the show started. I mean, we're talking Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, like all the movies that I was watching in junior high, like that. Th- yeah. These were like the cool movies, and he directed all of them. And then comes and I don't know any of this when I go to see Too Fast in the theaters. I'm just think I'm going to see. An- I don't even know fully because back then you wouldn't even know that Vin wasn't attached or mm-hmm. whatever. And you go see it, and you're like, "This is crazy. This is a," v-. and then. They will do this to us several more times where you're like, this isn't the, a sequel to the previous movie, but it's fun and has some of the similar vibes and some of the same characters. So I'm well, fucking here for it. It was like sure. kind of, it kind of like hooked in because Brian was like a fired LAPD officer who then went to Florida to <laughs> to drive like why did his car why was his car like an english car it was on the wrong he was yeah on the wrong side. he was driving like a british street racing car i was like what is point. what is happening this is so wild <laughs> also i was like is this movie is it like brought to you by mitsubishi because they had a mitsubishi eclipse and a mitsubishi mm. uh lancer i think it's an evolution no, i don't remember but uh yeah it was two mitsubishis i was like what's going on what's well it's way? also brought to you by pepsi too when oh, homeboy, yeah, yeah. homeboy uh-huh. goes directly into a pepsi billboard that doesn't get damaged <laughs> at all like everything is crashing and burning around it but, but the it's pepsi like billboard pepsi is- <laughs> drink are you, it please are you, are you talking to the, the dude from barbershop who yes yeah um I I I I I feel like the aesthetic of this movie is just like it feels very 2000. It, I was a sophomore in college or going into my junior year. It feels very 2003. Oh, dude, the sure. universal logo that it opens, the universal logo transition that it does, like uh-huh. and becomes like yes, a tire. Right. It's it. the <laughs> most early aughts <laughs> shit of all time. <laughs> Ah, well, or, and, and also kind of the the Fight Club inspired. We're gonna go inside something with a CG sort of yeah. sequence where they go inside the engines. And yes, it's this why? Fucking, I was about to say the same. This PlayStation Two era like cutscene level of CG. It like looks yeah. so shitty in 2021. And also, who wants to see the inside of like the not even like you don't even see the engine. You see like the inside no. of like the circuit board. You you see uh-huh. like. Everyone's favorite part whenever you watch Formula One racing, there's always a little thing in the corner that's a zoomed in x ray of the circuits working because that's what people really want to see when cars are driving fast. Well, I'm holding a barbecue lighter talking. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I feel like that's how you're dictating. Wait, did all three of you see it in theaters? No, I didn't. I did, I did not. I did not see it in theaters. No, I did. That okay. I remember going to see it at school. I think I was so, in college. Gabrus, I know your history with the franchise, but Mitch and Weiger, when did you guys get involved? I mean, I really probably wasn't even paying attention to the Fast and Furious franchise all that much until Fast Five. And then Fast Five, everyone was just like, you got to see this is an awesome action movie. And it is just like an awesome action movie that stands on its own. And then I watched some of the rest of the franchise after that. But like, I've, it's, it's all like little chunks. Like, I have not seen all nine movies. This is one of them. And then I rewatched it for this podcast. But this is one of the ones I'd seen. Um, but I like I don't he, here's my here's my take on the Fast and Furious movies. I think it's I uh, Natalie, my lovely wife, is a huge fan, loves these movies, like could not love them more. Like saw uh. like Fast 9. She saw opening day and she was like, I don't <laughs> care if you can't come with me. I'm going like she like she's that level of fan. I feel Every like I feel detail. like she gives you that line a lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Every for detail about Natalie. Every time I learn something new about her, I say in my head, why am I friends with Nick? <laughs> when I could be friends with Madeline. <laughs> uh, so, 
so she loves the movies. And for me, like I'm in these big, this big action genre of the moment, I'm more in the Mission Impossible camp. Like I love the Mission Impossible so much. And I think part of it is that you don't need to be in a different camp for God's sake. I'm, I'm just, but I'm saying like in terms of my fandom, like those are the movies I love. These movies, like I can appreciate, but I can't latch on in the same way. And I think part of it is like everyone in these movies is so cool. Like the the equivalent, like mm. who is the who am I supposed to latch on to here? Who's the fucking? Mm, there's no dorkwad here. There's no like yeah. Simon Pegg <laughs> character that I could be like that would be my role on this team. Like right. the hacker in the Fast and Furious franchise is ludicrous. Yeah. Chris Ludicrous uh, Bridges. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, Tej becomes the greatest. Ha- Tej, the guy who just owns a mechanic shop in this movie, is later on the biggest hacker in the world until he meets Ramsey. Who's yes. also in the movies and is a bigger hacker in the world. I mean, humble beginnings from yeah. running a well, drag races and, and jet ski races to being a hacker. That's wild. <laughs> I, this this oh. is also, I think this is something that maybe Griffin Newman said, but um, it's, or and Wags, we talked about this. It's the craziest franchise where Tyrese then becomes the comedic relief and Ludacris is the straight man. Like that <laughs> right. when you when you first like you see Ludacris, you're like, he's funny. Ludacris is gonna be funny. He raps, he's funny when he raps, he's a funny guy. And in the <laughs> yeah. movie, he's truly he's the, he doesn't joke that much. He's he's, he's, he's the abbot. He is, he's the abbot. By the way, well, yeah. I I I uh, the way I got into Fast and the Furious is that for my God, for maybe my 30th birthday. Somewhere around there, or or maybe maybe it was actually I think it was before that. It was my first year living at in, in Palmerston, but um, the apartment I live at. And okay. I, I live then with. I know, then telling I, people then where I think you the, live. I think all the <laughs> listeners understand when this story takes place. Then, if it's around when you first moved into your apartment. Look, I lived here with Matt Kowalik, and for my birthday, he bought me Fast Five on DVD. And then that's nice. I had like seen the first one in theaters and thought it, and, th- and thought it was like not great. And so I was, it was a blue, it was actually a Blu-ray of Fast Five, and we Ooh, watched nice, it. Sir. And I was like, this fucking rules. This is a great this is a great movie. Koalik, who actually makes an appearance in this movie, we'll talk about it a little later on. But um oh, that's the nicest. The rat in the the rat in the bucket is what I'm talking about. But um <laughs> oh, so wow. your your friend who got you a, a very sweet birthday gift. <laughs> comparing to vermin. And a, a person who none of us know. Oh, no, I guess no, one no, knows, no one has any context. For. Now you are shit talking him on a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But okay. he, but but uh, I got I got the, I got the Blu-ray of it and 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 yeah I was I was I was hooked ever since then and also I love Mission Impossible but I love the Fast and Furious franchise it's just a, it's a uh, it's so you're in two camps I'm in two camps it's Greedy. a movie that they 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 keep they <laughs> they keep they keep reinventing it's it's just I think v, Vin Diesel is right that it, he does have a Francis Ford Coppola approach to things they keep reinventing what these movies are. They're incredible. Each it's five like, is the first one where he's a producer. Five, five is the five first is, one. Five is by and far the best. Yes. You were yeah. saying that, Gabriel. You were like five is where it really takes off. It, it's hard. To, I would say takes off, but it because it takes off on the backs of the previous four or three mm-hmm. of the four movies. So the four movies preceding it do kind of a. And I can't wait. We're going to get to do this like in live time with you. They've kind of established all the characters, and then five just shoehorns them all into the same movie <laughs> somehow everyone that we meet in all in these next four movies is in five so and little bow wow is gonna come back after three no see little bow wow bummer no. he turned he turned this down and they were like well maybe there's another rapper oh shit how about chris ludicrous you know dude is a fucking mega star and 
part, Shad Moss is over on the side, like, oh fuck, I should have just done one more of these. <laughs> Wait, was it was it was Ja Rule, right? Ja Rule. Oh, turned- ja Rule. Oh yeah, Sorry, Ja Rule yeah, yeah. was in the first one, yes. and then Ludacris. It was Ja Rule who turned it down. Yeah, but Ja Rule. Little Bow Wow's in the third three. one. The third three, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little Bow Wow was in three. Ja Rule was offered. He was offered half a million dollars to do this movie, and he and he said no. This is nuts. Yeah. All these people getting thrown so much cash and they're like, no, I have integrity. Well, Bitch, I, give me half a million dollars and I'll suck a dick anywhere. <laughs> here's, here's what Ja Rule was offered $500,000 for the role, which was more than what he had been paid to appear in the Fast and the Furious. $15,000. So he got, he got, wow. he got offered $500,000. According to Sing- but, uh, Singleton, Ja got too big for himself. He turned it down. He turned down half a million dollars. He was acting like he was too big to be in the sequel. He was like, just and you he- guys wait. I'm going to bring you a festival. Wait, was that Ja Rule? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Fire. Yeah, fire. That's right. Yeah. Fire. He's yes. like, I got to start planning uh, for that festival. To be fair, Ja Rule might have been too big at this, like literally at the one time they asked him about this to do this movie, he might have actually been too big briefly. Like $500,000, there's probably a period in Ja Rule's life where it was like, wait, it's three months work? No thanks. But Mm. I don't think Ja Rule foresaw the future for... (laughs) I mean, he saw the... He was like, we got to get people to an island and give them sliced bread. (laughs) Well, I'll say this much, that like... If he ate into like Ludacris or uh, or Tyrese's time, I wouldn't want him there anyways. Because Tyrese is, like we said, a great actor, uh, and 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 Ludacris is great in his role too. So I, I sorry, Ja Rule, you you, you <laughs> fucked up. I mean, maybe you'll get brought back in ten or eleven or whatever, but you fucked up big time. I think you fucked up real quick. Up. Let's not fuck up and take a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. 
Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, okay, so we have a little news segment called the Toretto Gazetto. <laughs> so Vin Diesel discusses Dwayne the Rock Johnson and friendship with Paul Rucker, Rucker, Paul Walker in recent cover story. So in men's health, in a men's health interview, Diesel discussed his friendship with Walker. Uh, the pair used to play World of Warcraft on the Fast and Furious sets. They played as a team against strangers out in the world. What a treat! <laughs> and he was like. No one in the world knew they were playing against Dom and Brian. That's my Vin Diesel. Thank you. That's very good. Thank you oh, so man. much. Uh, Van also- Cleef run with Dom and Brian. Oh, <laughs> a dream come true. I have I- no idea like- what World of Warcraft is. Is that I- like Dungeons and Dragons? It kind of like, is. Online, it's online. Yeah. yeah, you play with other people. I, video games is one of the few things that I have. And if at some point on the Silver Hand server, I was playing PvP and just getting absolutely shithoused by Paul Walker and Vin <laughs> Diesel, two fucking studs who are millionaires, like I would just be like, what am I doing? Like, Guess I, what, I can't Wags? even have that. Guess what, Wags? You, yeah. don't, you don't got shit. You got nothing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. It's true. Fair. Also, in, in our little news newsletter, uh, he spoke about working with The Rock and cited tough love. Uh, he gave him acting advice on set. When asked about the comments, The Rock told The Hollywood Reporter, I laughed and I laughed hard. Wow. He later said, I wish them well on Fast 9 and I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11 and the rest of the Fast and the Furious movies they do. Thou be without me. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. The Rock shouldn't be in these movies. He's so important in Fast 5, but he doesn't 
you'll, you'll see. He, he he doesn't really, he's like hat on hat in a way. Right. He's too skilled. And okay. it's like, it feels weird. Well, Truly, we'll get to it. in my world, he wasn't in the first one. And then he's in the next one. And then that's it. I right. truly have missed so much in between. <laughs> I can't believe it. Just give it. me the highlights of over the last 20 years <laughs> of these movies. You know what? Six and one. Got it. <laughs> I'm 100% Team Diesel in this, in, in, the, in the Rock of versus course. Diesel. I mean, like, there's yeah. no. Of course. Oh. Yeah, 100% Team Diesel. I mean, he's he, Diesel's the reason that these movies work and The Rock try to do his own thing. I I look. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil stuff for you. But Hobbs and Shaw just doesn't hold up to the standard of other Fast and Furious movies. So yeah, it's, it's missing something. Yeah, and it's missing Vin Diesel. Oh, I didn't the mind Diesel Hobbs factor. and Shaw, but also I've missed so many of Vin Diesel in the movies. So yeah, right. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, fun. Vin's just not here for this one. I may have mentioned this on Star Wars newcomers, but I had a friend growing up who he had the he had two Star Wars movies on VHS. He had Star Wars, the original, A New Hope, and then Return of the Jedi. So he was miss- missing the middle installment. And so he it wasn't until like he was a teenager that he found out that there was a middle movie spanning the gap mm. between these. It just went from the end of Star Wars right to the Whoa, start of Return of the Jedi. And he, and he thought it was just a direct sequel. And oh, it kind man. of works, actually, it- if you think about what happens in it. But just like what, like his mind hold was on a second. blown. And you were the sidekick to this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... For Star Wars, to me, I I don't know how anything's a sequel. They're just all fucking in the galaxy and shit. I buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen all of them, and I cannot tell you what happens in them other than there's a lot of space and a man in a black helmet who looks like bubblegum underneath. (laughs) (laughs) Truly so wild. So, okay, Too Fast, Too Furious was written by... Michael Brandt and Derek Haas. Ooh, like an avocado. Mm. Directed by John Singleton. Released June 6, 2003. Mm. Uh, I gotta say. It is truly a time capsule of the Mm -hmm. 2000s. And it feels like a music video that was just like elongated into a movie. That's Mm. what it is, Bayer. It's very MTV music video-esque. And... In all the angles of it, in like the way they shoot the cars and the way they shoot the ladies and the way they shoot the speakers in the uh-huh. in cars, like mm. all you're right. Oh, buyer, I did not. Right. It's, it's very music video. Yeah. Yeah. When, especially when they're going fast and you see like the like the colors just kind of shaking uh-huh. behind their heads or whatever. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what is this? Why would I even think that this is fun to look at? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks in 2021. It's kind of like this looks a little. Uh, when the two cu- when they cut to two hoods and the noises are just like <laughs> and it's just like two digital images going back and forth i don't yeah. care about that and the background yeah. is just like a tunnel blowing by like that stuff i i didn't care for but yeah. blowing your fucking car through a boat I'm i mean here for that was that wild shit. when tyrese was like you got to do it and he was like i'm going to do it and i was like he's got to do it uh, but Small potatoes comparatively to where the franchise goes, but yeah, like sure. that, this is like this is like the big moment at the end of the movie, and 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 any other 
and any other Fast and the Furious, this is like a guy who just goes off the road and goes into a boat. Like I feel like like, like right. a side character fucks up and goes into a boat. Like that's not the that's not the giant set piece at the end. But this early on, that is that's what you get, basically. They also do the same stunt twice. So in the drag race, he jumps over the bridge and lands, and everyone's like, he's a hero. And then they're like, I guess we're gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just on a boat. Well, they got to establish that he's capable of doing it. Technically, him and <laughs> right. uh, I forget the actor's name, but Steve Aoki's uh, sister, sister. The one- Devin yeah. Aoki, yeah. Devin, Aoki. Devin Aoki, yeah, daughter of Rocky Aoki, founder of Benihana, Hanas, yeah, Benihana, <gasps> the Wolf of Wall Street guy, <laughs> yep. yeah. Oh my God! Anytime she wanted Benihana, she could just go. That's right. Anytime. And now, so anytime like she's not she wants a lot of it. anything, she can have anything she <laughs> yeah. wants. I guess so, but Benny Hanna, what a dream. They used women so poorly in this movie. They had Ava <laughs> oh. Mendez, yeah. who is a capable actress, just as like a fucking set piece, as this like damsel in distress who I was like, I think she's more than capable of like fucking this dude up. And then... Suki, Devin Aoki, didn't do anything but drive around in a no. pink car. That was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they like still didn't, they didn't nail the team thing in this. I, I do know that, uh, that, uh, oh God, what's her, what's her name? The actress who you just mentioned. Not, Eva not Mendez. The, Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez, she had a kid and she like quit acting. So I think that that's why she hasn't been in any of the sequels. Cause I think that she, they maybe would have used her better. And some of the newer movies, but you're right. Sure. In this, she's not she's not used great. And de- yeah, well, Devin Aoki is the craziest there. thing about her as the character is that she would be undercover mm-hmm. and dating Varone in her cover, uh-huh. yeah. but then cheating on Varone <laughs> with a, an undercover cop. Like yes, that right. is move. She's terrible move. There's mm-hmm. no way that there's there's no mental justification you could do for that, with the exception of like. She couldn't resist Paul Walker. But in that case, Paul Walker should be like, I'm not going to the fucking club with you. You're, you're fake dating the evil crime boss that we're trying to shut down. This could fuck us up. Right. He's not going to be there. I don't care if he's not there. Be an undercover cop for one more fucking hour of the movie. Yeah. And she's like, but no, it's a female character. So she is defined by the two men she's involved with. Mm. It, it, it reminds me, you know, I mentioned the Mission Impossible franchise as well. And the second entry of the Mission Impossible franchise is a similar issue. Tandy Newton, who is the the love interest in that movie, is basically ha- is like Eva Mendez, like a great great actor mm-hmm. who has very little to do. She just exists as like I'm an undercover op who exists to be honey potted with this, uh, you know, with the with the antagonist, and that's basically my. And then I have a love triangle with the hero, uh, with Tom Cruise. That's my entire role in this movie. So yeah, it, it's a it's it's not it's not a super fun role. It seems like. But, but as we know, like I said, it's her fault for not coming back for the sequels, but for for having a family and and and, and wow. not going into the sequels. Wow, wow. Her- another person wow. missing out on La Familia because of La, La Familia. Familia. How can, about can I, that? Can I, can I just quickly say that you Ludacris- cannot quickly say anything? <laughs> I, hold on, I, I'll get this out of my phone both quickly. Um, Ludacris saying I have a surprise and then putting up the bridge is an insane surprise. No, what the fuck shit is that? That is a bad, dangerous friend. He almost killed all four of his uh-huh. friends. 
insane. He Orange knew all Julius. of them by name. Orange Julius is the only one who was like, fuck this. And he's the, he's the most right in that scenario. His name is Orange Julius in the movie. Yes. Is but, it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you're he's right. He's wearing all orange and driving orange. Orange Julius. Yeah. And his fans, I believe, are in orange. I, feel, I think there were some fans were wearing the color of the car situation in some of this. The whole like car fan thing is so wild. Just like they're hyping him up. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, it's insane. Yes, it's 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 it. It's funny that John Singleton's like, I know that street racing culture because for for me, it feels completely unbelievable. Like, I no, don't it believe seems it. So sure. it, it seems great. If you're Paul Walker, uh, you slam the brakes and you'd be like, hey, Tej, what the fuck was that, man? You invite <laughs> me down to this fucking race telling me I can win some money and then you almost fucking kill us all. Jesus, dude. <laughs> what about Slapjack and Orange Julius? Also, it was a lot of money to buy into that race. It was $3,500 that people yeah. just had in cash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking Paul Walker walks away with fourteen k. Also, one thing I love about this movie is the opening scene is that drag race, more or uh -huh. less, this one we're talking about right now. But the lead up to it is Brian racing to get there on time. Yeah. And then after right. this race, he has to race away from the cops also. Uh -huh. So, like, they, he doesn't get to travel normally to and from the drag race. No, it's like he's just going too much. fast, too furious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way... I kind of like that the movie has a lot of racing. They, like they, it is, they, I feel like the the balance, like racing is basically, it's kind of there in the later movies. Like they'll they'll race it's each other or something. It's still just cars. It's just cars. Yeah. Yes. But the but, racing part of it is kind of fun. It's kind of fun that you see some of the because this this is this is an aspect that is almost completely out of the movies now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Fast Night it doesn't exist. I'll also huh. say that, you know, this is a series that has a lot of great titles, but I think this might be the best overall title. Yeah. Too Fast, mm -hmm. Too Furious is yeah. great. And, you know, for a time, everyone was having fun with it. They were doing, they were doing like, the oh, Two Bucket, Two List, you know, like yeah. some <laughs> fake sequel, like Two, whatever. Like, it, uh, like it, was the, it was the colon electric boogaloo of their time. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> they were doing that in the mid-2000s for a because bit. Because that was like the go-to joke for a while, too. Terminator 2, Electric mm -hmm. Boogaloo. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it but it is a great title and it kind of just sort of establishes oh yeah it's not going to be fast and the furious colon whatever every time how sequels mm -hmm. are always kind of boringly titled it'll be whatever we'll, we'll have some fun with it yeah we'll, and we'll, we'll we'll touch on it with each episode but the names really do vary wildly from from mm -hmm. movie to movie they really play with it yeah but for like, something also that's based on two words like, yeah one exactly. is just fast and furious Yep. Right. It's like you just took you just took the the away. Okay. Yeah. But okay. They Facebooked it. So yeah, they did. It was the Facebook, and then it became Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Sean Parker. It's cleaner. Oh, who's Sean yeah, Parker? Cooler than a million dollars. A billion he's, dollars. He's Justin Sean Timberlake. He's Justin Timberlake in the movie in the Social yeah. Network. Never seen it. Oh. So <laughs> good. I smell a newcomer. Truly never New, seen it. Newcomers. Is there multiple? Uh, Just the social network. <laughs> <laughs> Documentary about Instagram. Or it's 10 episodes of me just watching 10 minutes. <laughs> so, okay. After he wins this race, he's arrested. He's taken into custody by his former boss from L.A. who now works in Florida. And we never address that. And then no. he's like, okay, you're going to mm -hmm. come undercover again. And he's like, okay, let's do it. I get to choose my own partner, which I thought was insane. I was like, he no longer works for the Bureau. 
Well, they also go to give him that total Chad, too, and he, like, fools mm -hmm. him with the name of his own pizzeria on the cup or whatever, and you're like... Yeah, that was so weird. I was like, what? (laughs) Is Paul Walker's... Is Brian's character supposed to be so obviously with it that they're like, give this man whatever he wants? That was so slick (laughs) what he just did. (laughs) And then they go to the fucking demo derby to pick up Roman. That was literally insane. Also, in our, like, little synopsis... He is an Argentinian drug lord, and yeah. he, that man is white. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's very white. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's uh, he's he's in Goodwill Hunting. He's he's he plays a guy is, from Southie in Goodwill Hunting. He's uh, look. I'm a I'm a Cole I'm a Cole Hauser fan. He, he he his family. He's from the he's a part of the Warner's family. His like he's like one of his great great grandfathers is like is Harry Warner or whatever. The, wow. From Warner Brothers. Oh, uh, he's a good actor, but he's he's not Latino. He <laughs> sure he's, is. He's no, he's he's oh, he's a redhead with freckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? As another white guy, I give this performance an A plus. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> That's what we need. More white men approving of other white men doing brown face. The three of us decided that's not racist. (laughs) The three. Isn't it a kind of funny bit? I do like the bit that Roman lives in a Winnebago because it's like a loophole for house arrest. Like, that's a really funny, like, you could just go wherever you want with that argument. But you, (laughs) is that real? You can't do that. You can't be like, I live in a Winnebago, so I just, like, pick up and move. Yeah, it's right outside of uh, the whorehouse that (laughs) that happens to be my current GPS. I also love the fight they got in. It was like literal, just nobody choreographed it. They were like, just roll around in the dirt for a little bit. Yeah. yeah if, if I wanted to apply very good filmmaking to that, be like, you guys have been friends since you were kids. You've been <laughs> scuffed fight. And it's, but it really, it is just like, uh, roll around. We got the shot. Yeah, we, and perp, get as dirty as possible for the yes. next shot. When the so lieutenant's dirty. like, so you're in? They are so dirty. It's like, and then th- this is fun. Fa- and the fact that they get so dirty is important because in the next scene, Brian Connor looks or whatever the fuck his name is. Brian looks exactly like every white kid I went to eighth grade with. He's got <laughs> like long black shorts and the long yeah. white orange County <laughs> chopper shirt on. And you're like, aren't you an adult man? Why are you dressed like that? It's so fucking comical. And, oh, and Tyrese is in like overalls with no shirt or some shit like that. He, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he, he, he looks he, good shirtless. Well, Ooh. Brian is uh, he, Brian looks great too. I mean, they're both they're both good looking guys, but he looks so two thousand and three ish to me. He's just he, he's he's the perfect example of two thousand three. And I don't I, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, and I won't because I think that he's I think he's the reason that these this him and Tyrese are the reason this movie works because this movie kind of yes. This is one of the weaker Fast and the Furious movies, but those two that those two have a and he's Paul Walker is just a lovable guy. He's such a lovable hunk right you can't you can't help but like the guy i think he's just such a lovable dude i mean that's what it's supposed to be his thing is that gangs like in the narrative of the movie like a gang would allow him in uh he could be leader he could be a good cop bad he could do all this shit and you kind of have to believe that most people like him and you see that like in him that like oh yeah it makes it arguably, I know, is railing against it, but it makes sense. Eva Mendez is like, yeah, I'll blow cover to blow you. Dude. Let's go. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like he's so he's so 
charismatic. You just fall yeah. in mm-hmm. love with him on guy, and then you're like, and him and Vin Diesel both sort of being so charismatic without actually putting any out, anything out there personality mm-hmm. wise or something. It's like they become these sort of blank molds that we project our like love and worship onto. And I think that le- that's part of the love of the franchise and that yeah. Brian's presence is felt even in the movies that have come out since he's passed. Like he's yeah. still a part of the movies in some way. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm crying. All right, and we're back. Uh, we have to take it. <laughs> oh my god, no- <laughs> that was so adorable and so sweet. Nicole, you know, you know that you knew that he had Paul Walker had died, right? I guess that's not a that's yes. not a movie thing. It's a real no, life. no, that's thing. real life. Yes, Byers sort of informed on real life, not fully. Just a We're little. Not fully. I just know a little bit of things here and there. Don't worry about me. Just a few things, Mister. <laughs> no, but I knew he passed away, and I know that they used his brother to do some scenes, mm-hmm. and then they used like CGI to like use him in the car. I think that's in seven. Seven. Yeah. Yes, because that's that's the uh, next one I saw. Fuck <laughs> the best ending. <laughs> it's a good ending, but back to awesome. I'm really getting, too I'm fast, getting too like furious. Let's get <laughs> that's five movies Man. from now. So hold on. <laughs> All right, Weiger, I'm just I was just I was just thinking if Weiger passes away and I got to use your brother for our podcast <sighs> and how much and yeah. how much how much better it would be. It would be like a reverse <laughs> Paul Walker. He's too fun. It wouldn't work. It would be great. <laughs> Wait, how old is your brother? He's too fun. It wouldn't work. <laughs> my brother's my brother's four years older than me, but my brother is just, is like alpha me. He's mm-hmm. just like he's like a cool, charismatic version of me. Like everyone, you know, everyone likes him, and um, he can hold a conversation. He knows how to maintain eye contact. It's 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 like <laughs> attributes that I envy. Uh, but he like, and Mitch has hung out with him and Mitch is like, I like just I like him better. And I'm just like, I know I get it. Wow. <laughs> Wait, is he married? Yeah, he's married. He's got two kids. Great. Back yeah, his, to his too fast, works. too furious. <laughs> too married, two kids. Fuck that. <laughs> Call me when you're single, Mr. White. <laughs> too bad Older for and my... cooler? Oh, no. I, I was trying to think of a too bad for my... I was going to say two pussies, but I only have one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I again, I'm sorry for your loss. I know you, you used to have two. I, I used to have two, and I lost one tragically in a car crash when I... Uh, Drove my car onto a boat. Okay, so listen, this like Two pussies, this bad God, guy. I'd be doubly confused. I wouldn't know what to do twice oh, over. No. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Pussies, aka Doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy's actually a very strong muscle, motherfucker. So it's it a compliment. Is. Uh, but this bad guy, he makes them do mm-hmm. like a test to drive for him. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Since when do bad guys do this? Mm-hmm. Tyrese calls it an audition. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> That's an actual, like, the act, they're like, just say test or something. Why would these guys know about auditions? Oh, I guess they're <laughs> LA. Yeah, they know about auditions. They grew up Come in Barstow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's when he, like, punches the, the glass of the car, and I was just like, oh, my God, that's so fucking hot. And then they get to the nightclub, and then this is the rat thing, which I like was, this was intense. It's upsetting. Yeah, the dude from Last Man on Earth, the guy who's in everything, that actor, the great. He's on uh, Sons of Anarchy as. Uh, oh, that's he, right. Yeah, he does a shit ton on that. He's so good in so many things. Yeah. Uh, and his name is I know this. Mark I have... Boone Jr. Yes. Yes. Mark Boone. Also Jr. with 
He plays a shitty, he plays the corrupt uh, partner of um, of then whatever his, what then like Lieutenant uh, Gordon in Batman Begins. He plays like his oh, partner yes, who's like yes, crooked and the, Batman the cro- interrogates him. Yeah, Hell he's yeah. got a great like sort of slime ball vibe. And also he's he's basically, he's a Voltron. If me, me and Gabrus come together and we create him basically. <laughs> 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 that I get because I haven't seen any of the movies you guys reference. <laughs> if, if me and Mitch combined, we'd finally have enough testosterone to be considered sleazy. <laughs> 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 and uh, this part's crazy when Eva Mendes puts her hands over his mouth. And you're I like, couldn't believe she's it. She's in too deep. Yeah. She's trying to fuck Paul Walker. But she's also, to she kill this does mother. it like she wasn't sure if it was part of the stage directions. He right. was like, cover, cover his mouth. And she's like, oh, um, sure. I, yes, but I'll, I'll do a- that undercover cop you see <laughs> and the way right. she does it she just puts like one hand over the other and i was like i don't know lady i went gagging with something i don't know it just seems so unsure <laughs> i i kind of bought it though because it's like okay i have to go how deep am i gonna go it's like uh it, you know what it reminded me in sopranos where uh nicole you're not gonna get this reference nope. but uh when <laughs> it reminded me of sopranos when big pussy is undercover and or he's he's like he's like uh, you know he's ratting out the his friends and so there's a part where where they whack somebody and Big Pussy's like well I have to show him part of this but I'll wait till this guy's dead and then I'll shoot him you know it's yeah. like the yeah. same sort of thing it's like I have to show that I'm kind of down but I don't want to do anything too criminal yeah right. okay yeah I it's, just heard it's, Big it's, Pussy and I was like I'm a character on the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were like, Nicole, you're not going to get this reference, but you're going to love it. You're going to love the name of this character. You're right. I did. Um, So they get the money. They're hired to work for this white man in brown face. Um, So, okay, let's skip Uh, down. What? Let's skip ahead a little bit, but... uh, we set up the rivalry here a little bit between them two and the two other yes. uh, guys who almost win the drag race uh, audition to be hired. But then they do get hired because they're uh-huh. actually undercover for the bad guys as testers. Whatever. They, they're cronies of Verone. It's super complicated. It's very complicated. It's too and complicated. They, and they are they are granted way too powerful of a role in this movie. They're like, they like it was just like they're yeah. doing so much. And I would do it too if you're trying to make them a South American gang and you have Cole Hauser in the lead. I say, yeah, focus on the other guys a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I agree with you. There's like a, a scene at the end and like those two, like there's a big getaway scene or whatever at the end and those two are like in the car and I'm like these guys are like still fucking around like these two fucking dudes are here it's like any of the it's any of like the detective scenes too in this movie where like anytime we cut to a scene where they were talking to the cops it was just slowed the movie down so much you're like we know he's undercover just get us the fuck out of here there's no real stakes this is the sequel but we've already done this once if we didn't have enrique and roberto we wouldn't get that cool scene where one of them gets ejected like a cartoon character from the car that is ejector seat is so great and and there's just the tease of like hey do you have any spare nitrous earlier and we don't know what it's for Uh and then we get the reveal it's so satisfying i love (laughs) it i I missed his his 
uh, light touch on the joke is in case we got someone we don't want sitting there, if you know what. And he's like, too yeah. many eyebrows. And it's like, Paul, drop it. We got it. We know you're selling he's it like, way yeah, too hard. I'm going to sell it a little harder in this take. <laughs> uh, I don't know how it's going to be sideways. And one will be on the door also because when we, shot, were, thi- <laughs> we shot this scene. If you were Tyrese, wouldn't you be like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what, <laughs> yes, the, what the fuck? Do you, what are you yeah. like, bro, what's going on? What? You're going to eject someone? If you're the other guy, uh, you're definitely, if you're Jimmy, you're definitely going to, you're like, wait, what do you want me to do to the car, man? <laughs> <laughs> I got one follow-up. You're not doing that. I'm Jimmy. I'm the tech guy. <laughs> Explain Real quick, yourself. <laughs> we have to take another break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we back. Okay, so there's a high-speed chase. Just like it lasts for so long and there are so many cop cars in a way where I was like, is all of Florida's police after them? And then they go to a a lot of thrilling stuff happens here because let's talk about this. All the police in Florida are after Uh them, like Nicole is saying, literally just thousands of police cars and Mm -hmm. all of them just blowing it under pressure. Every single just just crashing control and crashing. And then a lady flying the helicopter, she was like, I'm funny. 
Yes. <laughs> I'm the sassy cop watching. <laughs> I'm the voyeuristic one. <laughs> also, like, why is this... Like, why did he need drivers to go to the house that he has to get money out of the wall? This, it's just such a confusing. The yeah, guys who wrote this know. wrote three ten to Yuma. Like they they wrote like a movie that people really like. It's just is so. It's so there's so they much shit the where you're 310 like three ten to Yuma remake. That's yes. <laughs> right. Sorry, three ten to Yuma remake. So I, wow, I, gamers I, I, get him. Which I do love, but it is like not. Well, full I, was gonna, I was gonna say people people. People like that's like critically a kind of critically acclaimed, but it's like a wonderfully it's, scripted movie. Yeah, it's a great story. It just it doesn't make any. I just don't get what's. I don't get. I don't get the whole plan of this one. I don't understand what the Let's, fuck is happening. Now you're talking about the. I don't. This is one of my favorite things about some of these old movies is when you don't know the bad guy's plan. Or the good guy's plan. Like, neither of them makes sense. And you're like, I, normally you're like, I don't know what the bad guy's doing, but the good guy, I think, is going to pretend to be a bad and sneak in. Or I don't know what the good guy's up to, but the bad guy is going to drop a nuke and we can figure that out. Uh, so the good guy. But this is a movie where you're like, I don't understand either plan. And then when it's revealed what the good guy's plan is, that involves like, all right, Tej, I need you to call in a favor. You got it, bro. What is it? Do you have a thousand friends that want to commit a felony? Yeah. <laughs> Trash their cars too. Yeah. For you. Fuck yeah. I mean, it, it was insane. so many people. And then also I was like, yes. it's a garage. There's a wall in a wall. It's not infinity. There's not a million cars that could come <laughs> no, out of a garage. No, no, no. no. Also, why why would these people why why was Barbershop? Why was the, the guy from Barbershop? Why was Orange Julius? Why were they Slapjack, helping? Jack, Orange Julius, <laughs> All we know about them is that they lost money to these guys anyway. Like why why are they helping out? Like I feel like you'd get in big trouble, but then also it's revealed that like once they're good to go at the end, that those people are released too. It just it just is so confusing about like who is what is happening or who's in yeah. trouble or why they're mm -hmm. going to be in trouble. And it, also, don't don't you think it's crazy? Like they know the colors like the stunt would be even cooler if they all the cars were purple and yellow. Yeah. Yes. Like I, in my yeah. head, I was like, oh, it would be an even. I mean, I love that they went multicolored because uh, it just looked great visually. But a, a bunch of blue and yellow cars would be a cooler stunt because then it would yeah. be like harder. Yeah, because then you'd that. truly be like, who the fuck is it? But then I loved that Suki and uh, Ludacris were in their cars and then they were in the old muscle cars. I was like, that's very cool that I like. <laughs> you, Ludacris is this. This was crazy to me. He was only twenty six when they filmed this movie, uh, or maybe wow, like twenty five. Really? Yeah, now, like twenty five. So fucking young, wow. and they, dude. And so think about young. his life at this moment. He's like a big rapper yes. doing this small thing in a movie. Mm -hmm. He has no right. idea in ten years he's going to be mostly known as a blockbuster actor and host of Fear Factor. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, and if you told him then, I'm like, you're going to host Fear Factor, he'd go, the show with that a guy with hair, Joe Rogan, <laughs> and it's like, oh, and let me tell you where He's that guy ends that up in anymore. 10 or 20 years. If you think it's crazy where you go, Tej, wait till you hear where Joe Rogan goes. It's, it's, a, it's a great point because like when I remember when it was like, oh, Ludacris is in the second, and it was that sort of thing where you're like, Oh, like it's kind of the end of the road for his like. And so he felt mm -hmm. old. He felt like an old rapper at that point that was getting into 
he's going to do like movie cameos and stuff and make, you know, have his have have like too fast, too furious, which, by the way, plays in a scene that he's in. Yeah, start his own that music song. is right. playing and that rules. That's <laughs> yeah, alpha that fucking like level him. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and also he's in charge of like racing on on land and sea. He's mm-hmm. like racing fucking like jet skis and shit. <laughs> it, it, but he's 25. He's fucking 25. He's 20. He, it made he, me feel fucking old as shit. It's it's yeah it's uh, it's a thing you don't want to think about too much. But I will say that is like is there a move bitch line in this? I feel like there is, right? Doesn't someone say move bitch to him? Yes, yeah, they, someone right. someone the Suki says move bitch. Like I thought that that was a little nod to mm-hmm. move yeah, it's a little bitch, nod. Get out yes. the way. Yeah. I liked it. I thought that was fun. Uh, I got that one. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not to derail us even more, but Nick, you said when we were starting, you were like, there's no video, right? And we were like, no, thank God. And you were like, okay, good, because people roast me for my boxes. I can read what the sign that's labeling your box, and it says Nick's sports cards and English essays. (laughs) (laughs) My parents visited and brought me a box. (laughs) I don't know why they saved my English essays. Adorable. (laughs) They're going straight in the dumpster once I sort it, but um, sports cards might have some value. It's crazy, though, because that box is like arguably, if it also had... Uh, video games and podcasts in it, it would be your personality. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, sports cards, yes. I memorized all the statistics for my LA Lakers. And it's like, in English essays, yes, I can pretend to be a human writer and work (laughs) in Hollywood, America. (laughs) I have a a question for you. Which which is better? Which is a better ludicrous song? Too fast, too furious. I'm too fast for you all. Or... The Austin Powers one that's like <laughs> the number one shot. Do you know that one? He has yes. an Austin Powers song. <laughs> I don't know does that one. Does he? Oh, yeah, he certainly does. <laughs> you never heard it before? I don't know if I have. I'm sure I have. It has like the Austin Powers. It's like, did did it. I trust I trust Mitch on all things music. All things. I trust you on this. So we're gonna Ludacris being super young in this movie makes sense because he looks fucking hot yeah, as hell he looks in the great. recent His movies. His skin mm. looks incredible. <laughs> yes. Mm. He's like, like he's in Fast 9. I saw it in the theaters with Tiff and she, my wife, and she just, my lovely wife, Tiffany, she literally just goes, holy shit, he's so hot. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like yeah. statuesque in the new one. He looks fucking amazing. I can't wait to see it. Well, I mean, I'll see it soon. Seven anyway, weeks from now. So, yeah, seven weeks from now, I'll see it, baby. So this movie kind of, like, you know, the climax happens when Brian drives this Camaro onto a yacht, and then he shoots the bad guy, and then uh, Eva Mendez is like, don't get up, and then he gets arrested. And then we find out that Brian and Roman stole money. This is my favorite part of the movie. They do like a quadruple, uh, quadruple cross or whatever, where they go like they they say they say to him, "It's like we got the three bags." He's like, "Great, you guys are all free." He's like, "Are you sure?" And all my friends, they're all free. And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, good. Then here's three more bags. There's actually six uh-huh. bags." Uh-huh. But now that we know you're on, and they're like, "Oh, cool!" And they shakes their hands. They walk away, and like the little kids that they're supposed to be friends since they turn the corner, and they just both reveal that they stole money separately, yes. and that's like yeah. such a cute fucking and 
even Roman's line, he literally laughs through it like a little kid. He's like, Brian, we got that fucking money. <laughs> you barely understand him. And you're like, that rules. He's jammed into his pants. But also, they didn't get far enough away. Somebody heard them. Just oh. like right after Evil Long- or not Evil Longoria, even Mendez is on the yacht. They leave. They barely leave. And he's like, what is she doing here? And I was like, they heard you. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. Also, they my, definitely my heard is- her from the dock. A boat is like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the fucking boat walls made out of? He's banging her out. The dock is fucking rocking back. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thought is, wh- why did the turning in the three bags of cash is like the m- least fast and furious shit I've ever seen in my life. Why are... Why, like, they should have gotten away with those three bags of cash. That's what Fast and the Furious is about. He just turns them in, and mm-hmm. then they try to steal some in their pants. That's fucking <laughs> I, ass- ass- I assume there was, like, an element of Paul Walker, like, like Tyrese is, like, trying to go straight, right? And Or, or at least is just trying to, you know, he's he's under house arrest. He doesn't want to go back in the slammer. And then and then Paul Walker's character it was a former cop. I, I bought it. I bought that they would be like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll semi-comply, or at least we'll give the appearances of mm-hmm. compliance. Yeah. We're not going to, like, make a break for it. We're just going to skim a little off the top. No, Why but was- Mi- what, Mitch, you're, you're too heavily weighing movies that came after this that kind of established yeah. the weird Robin Hood part of the movies that come in later where it's like, and that money has been redistributed to the people of the Dominican Republic or yeah. whatever that, you know, like that's shit that happens in later movies, but that's not in the DNA yet. This is still like, uh, we need them to be good guys. It's still old Hollywood, bad old Hollywood of like, right. they need to be good guys. We need mm-hmm. to root for them in three. When we recast them all with Asian people, we need to show how good they are by showing how cooperative they are with the police. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who are, of course are the best arbiters of who is good and who is bad. Mar- yeah. yeah, Markham, who's like trying to arrest them. It's that uh, that stuff is still so weird. I don't know why those people would help him. I guess it is just fucking over the cops, which is the plus side to them helping him out. But like Ludacris is even talking to him over the walkie-talkie after he gets arrested. It's like such. It's just. Well, it's he's such literally a, like Brian. You owe me. And he's like, Wait, you're working with Brian. He's like, I mean, cover yeah. uh, story. Uh. But Brian's also on the cop side. There's so much confusion with <laughs> yeah. that shit. It's a just, lot of it's, confusion. It's fucking. It's 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 that is that is the worst part of the movie. It's it, just, it leans it, into it enough that they you they're like yeah we know it's muddied and confusing but cute callers cars going everywhere now we're on the boat you know what i mean like you kind of just roll with it uh we we literally were able to talk through like the plot of this movie in six seconds like we the other 59 minutes were dedicated to just bullshitting because the plot in this movie is Is they drive here they drive there they drive (laughs) there and they drive there and the last there is a boat you know what? And it's, a, it's a 108 minute movie that feels too long. It's it's, it's 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 way too long. And then also they yeah. recap everything with computer animate. They do a computer animated recap at the end of the movie, which is it, shows it looks like shit. It looks like absolute <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's it, the, the 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 plot. The plot is awful, but I do think it works as kind of a friendship movie because Tyrese yeah. and Paul Walker are, are they're so believable as two likable nice guys you know what i mean right. like they're they're just yeah. they're they're now, likable dudes now via paul walker we now love both tyrese and uh dom toretto who are mm-hmm. now in the movies together without paul but paul is the linking factor between them despite yep. vin being the linking factor between the whole movie but we're building on that and not a lot of movies get a chance to uh-huh. do this like it's it's like you were saying nick it's sort of like the proto uh cinematic universe because 
they don't know they're doing it, but they're they're making this is Thor, and now they're going to make mm-hmm. fucking Doctor Strange, and Fast right. Five is going to be their Avengers without it being fucking whack. I mean, it'll be as <laughs> as weirdly asexual as the Avengers. <laughs> oh, wait, that was something. I meant to talk to you about this in every movie, Buyer, so I'm glad I accidentally... Okay. Rem- How did you feel about the sort of sexiness or s- sexuality of this movie? Because as we were saying, the Fast movies have a weird sort of aggressive mm-hmm. PG-13 sexuality yeah. to them. It is like... Guys, we're going to be a little sexy, but not too much. Tee-hee-hee, better close the door. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like even Mendes Cut is off hot, but yes. like, wasn't sexy in the movie. <laughs> and then uh, Devin Aoki was like vaguely sexy with like a short skirt, but like nobody's overtly sexy. No, and then there was no, no sex. Nope. No, no sex at <laughs> right. all. At all. I was well, like, like MTV I, was mentioned earlier and it's like it's it's kind of like the spring break MTV sort of approach of like, yeah. here's an establishing shot where we've got a few women in bikinis and then we're just going to get to business. You know, that's uh, literally the we're going to cut to an establishing shot of uh, ladies in bikinis <laughs> and then and zoom in to a white guy in a too big T-shirt and sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> literally, you're right, Nick. It's the exact editing style of this movie. <laughs> I. I, you know what I want more of? I want more of that old Italian man who they race against and get his cars. They 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 race against that that Italian guy who they who they, they were in a competition with to get the job from Kohlhauser with this Italian guy, and then he comes back later and they race him for his cars. He also just seems like a nice guy. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. They race him. They no, race and he him plays pers- chicken with him. He's that's such a dick move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty rude. Paul Walker is a fucking crazy. He's, he's, he's going to run him down. I but believe just, their names are Darden and Corpy. Darden and Corpy. I like Darden and Corpy. These old, like these... They stand out for how old and strange they are. Like they don't fit in this universe. <laughs> right. But they he don't is like sort of in like a muscle tee too. Like he still has to be cool Miami. And it's funny. You're right. He is like, he's like a friend's, like a dad's friend who's an actor. He's like, he wants to be in the movie. It's like, well, play the Italian driving guy. <laughs> bring him. I f- yeah. It feels like he maybe was a stunt guy or yeah. something. Bring him back. Ooh, bring yeah, bring back Eva Mendez and bring back Cole Hauser. And make them white this time. But bring them all back. <laughs> yeah, dust them off and let them be white. <laughs> Varone, what happened to you? No, it's Varen now. <laughs> I like how you characterize them as old fucks, Mitch. I just looked up one of the actors uh, was 34 when this movie was made. Yeah. So, wow. There you go. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oof. I was 34 when I saw this movie. Sorry. Well, we, we 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 would look old and Fast and the Furious now, Nick. If you or I were it's in true. it, it's true. Yeah, the guys in sure. it are ten years older than me, and I, that they all look younger than I do. <laughs> well, when who you want- got money and a, a fucking facialist, you'll look great. Oh, who, who- we know. When look the at cars- you, girl. No, <laughs> you when have car- a very extremely beautiful <laughs> professional makeup on right now. But it's funny to say, like, I have a professional glam squad. (laughs) (laughs) When the cars are revving, you see me put my seatbelt extender on in the fucking race scenes. (laughs) Yeah, my dropped car is just scraping the entire drive. I'm just stuck on going up the drawbridge. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, if the three of us were in a car, it would just be like, "Uh, too slow, too sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just scraping oh my god oh. 
How depressing. Ma'am, do you know why I pulled you 11 people over? <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's only three of you? Oh, Christ. Continue on. We're using so, all the seatbelts somehow. <laughs> We're using all the seatbelts. <laughs> oh, you best put your seatbelt on. Uh, Buyer, you called it out before when uh, Roman and then and Brian use one too many back and forths on every kind of like bit interaction, like uh-huh. and, and it's always too brief. This when they're driving to hit the boat, they do go. All right, you crazies, like strap you up, do seat it? belt. You gonna do it? I'm gonna do it. And they were like, put it all in the movie. All of it goes in. Don't cut a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's so long. It's so funny. It's like, they're going 100 miles an hour on a dirt road aiming for a moving boat. <laughs> it's like, we all right, we're settled. Put the fucking seatbelt on. We're going, bro. That, by, by, by the way, just the weird electric hooks that they shoot into the car are like these weird. Yeah, ina- and that's never addressed. Yeah, it's so they feel like future hooks that like fuck up future cars. Maybe they, exi- maybe they exist. I don't know if they do exist. I but do not think they do. I think it's yeah. a completely made up thing that they don't ever explain. It's just like, let me hang out of the car and rip it out of my car and throw it into a cop car. And then that <laughs> cop car can't go no more. In, fa- in Fast 6, they do. They do bring back uh, those. Uh, the British squad has the little EMPs that land on the hood ah. and shut the computers off. Oh. So they bring the tech back, but it's slicker and looks way less like Emperor Palpatine's lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. Yes, there you go. Shit, I do because right I, I remember. I remember that. Speaking, so, okay. speaking of references, how, how how do you like them? How about them apples? Is They say, how do you like them apples, right? Doesn't Tyree say it? He's like, how do you like that, those but apples? But that, that phrase existed. That's yeah. Not, that's oh, well, what the fuck? Goodwill <laughs> Hunting came out. A, a, the Goodwill Hunting came out a few years before I made it famous. No? I think it was well known before then. Oh, yeah. fuck off. This is bullshit. How do you like them apples? Yeah, I think that's well, a thing people Mitch, said. are you trying to say like Cole Hauser, who has worked on Goodwill Hunting, yeah. was there for the filming of that scene, was like, ah, and then went over and told Roman to say, Tyrese to say that in this movie? You're it's thinking, a nod. It's a little nod. I think it's a nod. He, he I pitched an all for another actor. If I can quote IMDb, zero out of four find that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is interesting. Critically, the film was not well received. It currently has a 36% uh, fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And a critic from the Kansas City Star said, just because you give an old car a new paint job doesn't mean it runs better. Wow. Jesus. Salty. You hit the car analogy better than the franchise itself, arguably. Salty. Uh, uh, a little bit of trivia. I'll throw out a little trivia while you hold on to that thought, uh, Byer. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So much neon lighting was used in the cars that they had to have a technical specialist on set who specializes exclusively in shooting neon on film. Wow! <laughs> wow. Like, wow! How do you find that? Person? Ronnie got his Ronnie got his like second month of work ever in life. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I haven't worked since Tron. <laughs> <laughs> So this was number one at the box office. It earned fifty million during its opening weekend, and it oh my god, it earned two hundred and thirty-six million dollars worldwide. A success, a big success. Yeah. That's huge. And Singleton doesn't direct a ton after this, and he's no, he does Four Brothers next, which rules also. Yeah, but he but he but why didn't why didn't Singleton direct more after that? I mean, it just is a sign of Hollywood. Maybe being he bad, was sleepy. 
he could he could have you know what or maybe he got it maybe it was about the family maybe it was a spend time thing. with the family i could have mm. but i don't i don't know why he didn't he didn't do more stuff after like four brothers and stuff i know he did some tv i think maybe that's yeah. where that's where and then i to, think but. he like uh is like a creator or ep on snowfall that fx show that people mm. think mm. uh he's still uh also, 50 ah. Cent was considered for the part later taken by Tyrese. Imagine 50 Cent as Roman Pierce. Oh, no. man. Wow. No, thank oh. you. Yeah. Uh, let's remember this after like the sixth movie. Let's re- <laughs> and, and like go like, imagine if it was 50 Cent in this last movie, what that would be like. Because it, it, it doesn't vibe for me. I like Tyrese <laughs> way too much. Give me that baby boy. Yeah. Give me that womb. It's a nice warm womb. I want the baby boy. I love the baby warm boy. womb, baby. Give me that yeah. warm womb. <laughs> One day I'll get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Well, we've come to the end. Mitch, Liger, what would you like to promote? Check out mm. the Doughboys, a podcast about chain restaurants. You've both been on it. It's Hell me and yeah. Mitch at Doughboys Pod on Twitter, Doughboys Podcast on Instagram. And check out Mitch's movie. Yeah, check out The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime and check out Baby Boy. It's a fun movie where <laughs> you see an adult man in a womb. And it's uh, it, we were talking about it a bit beforehand, but you should watch it. It's Nicole. like, it's a- and also you get why like Tyrese should be a star. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Tyrese's he's first so role, good. I think. It's just like All first right. movie role or first big movie yeah. role, at least. Yeah. He's really he great. fucking it. knocks it out of the park. Right. Also, uh, a nice tune, Joe Budden's "Pump It Up" is in. Uh, you should give that a listen. It's in. It's featured that in "Too I've Fast, heard. Too Furious." <laughs> yeah, that. I- that one. That I know. That's in the rotation. <laughs> 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 well, we don't have any reviews yet, but if you write us reviews, because we'll pick some. Uh, yeah, just write. <laughs> write us reviews way, so we have some way. way to interact with you guys. Okay, you want us the to way. interact with you? Yeah. Write a review. Yeah, we'll fucking uh, talk to you. It'll be great. We'll, fucking, we'll say we'll say your dumb handle out loud. How fun will that be? Oh, How and fucking cream fun. your jeans. You'll be so excited. Creamed jeans all around, Mama. You sound like a mafia guy threatening someone with writing in. Gabers, it's insane. <laughs> no, go ahead, write in. You should write into the show. No, no, no. Come have a seat. No, no. No, no, we're all friends here at this restaurant. No, come sit down. You're invited to newcomers with us. Well, we'll be back next week with The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Does it take place in Tokyo? Mostly. Ooh, she's going on a trip. (laughs) Bye-bye. a HeadGum original.